forever. Dog. We haven't talked about the Golden Globe winners, I guess. Oh wait! Oh, the Golden Globe winners. I didn't. I didn't finish the ceremony, so I don't know everybody that that. I potentially don't know everybody that's relevant for our conversation that won. But I did. One of the accounts I follow shared a bunch of videos of of when black people <laughs> when black people are announcing who the winner is. You can tell by the <laughs> by the way they look at the envelope. <laughs> You can tell, by the way, they look at the envelope that the black person won. <laughs> and I just went down you a rabbit a hole smile. of watching. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> it's very funny how, like, black they get. Because it's like, at the beginning, they're, like, just, like, announcing. The, and then the da 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 And then in that moment of getting to say that a black person won, it's Give it up for motherfucking... Really you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Even if a motherfucker Quinta Bros. It's so great. It reminds me of that Key and Peele sketch of like Obama shaking hands with all the white people. Then it's a black person. He does like an elaborate. Yes, it's exactly that. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. When Angela Bassett announced Jarrell Jerome winning, I can't remember what it was that he won, but she's like, Jarrell Jerome? And like her whole head like <laughs> sways from left. When they, when they see us. Yeah, when they see us. Yeah. Yeah. Nisi Nash did it this year. Like Nisi Nash, what was it Abbott For that one? Oh, okay. Yeah, she she goes, Well, let's keep the black train going. And it was like, or the black woman train or whatever it was she. Yeah, yeah. Angela. Yo, Angela Bassett, yo. It's so funny when they said she won, it was her second time, and the first time was in the 90s. The 90s? Wait, she won in the for for Stella. She won for what's left? She said 1994. I stood on this stage for oh, I thought it was no. What's love, what's love got to do with it? Yeah, what love's got to do with it? The '90s. She been Angela Bassett my whole life, and she only been on that stage twice. I'm not shocked. (laughs) Surprise! It's crazy. It's crazy because like every time Cheryl wins, I'm like, "Yo, this woman's acceptance speeches keep me going." Like literally every time, it's like I'm about to quit today, and then I see like her speech, and I'm like, "All right, give me one more day." Give me one <laughs> more day. Do you look in the mirror? They ain't, they ain't got to like you. They ain't got to respect you. But when you look in the mirror, do you like you? I was like, oh! That shit. Amazing. And she was pointing. She was like, where the camera at? Pointing. I was like, she talking <laughs> to us. Yeah. I'm about to speak. Yeah, she was Truth like. Truth into this camera. <laughs> oh, my gosh, bro. That thing. You know what it was? Especially when you see speeches like that. I think now, we've talked about it. Like, we're at a place in our career now where, like, we have friends that, you know, we started out with who are, like, in these circles winning awards. And I'd be at home, like, like, crouched. <laughs> but when, I, when yeah. she get those speeches, I'm like, okay, cool, man. It's one more day. Yeah, man. Just one more day. It's great. She's like a sunshine's lights ray. A you know sunshine's I mean? light ray. You could have just said, like, she's like a sun ray or like a... <laughs> no, she's like a, she's like a sunshine <laughs> lights ray, you know? A sunshine coming, the, coming through the window. <laughs> a sunshine's lights ray. That's what he said. Tries, right, trying to figure it out. Like because he's, he's saying because uh, he's saying the sunshine's light is a ray. The lights the lights. Yeah. ray. Not the whole. She ain't the whole sun and the whole light. She just she's, she's a, a ray. ray. The lights. Ray. The lights ray. The lights Not a ray. ray. Sunshine's lights. 
Well, no, I mean, Ray of Light, is, I guess Ray of Light is another way to, I guess if you want to say it that way, that's another way no, to no, say no, but it. She's, but, but know. she's not a ray of light. She's the light's ray. She's the light's she's ray. The you sun know? shines light's ray. <laughs> Melissa, in the chat, can you can you say whether you approve of his opening? I'm having, I'm having difficulty. I don't know. Right? It's not that difficult. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, so you got the sunshine, right? Uh, yep, there was I, just I remember a that. quicker way to get to it. It just, it just. That <laughs> is light. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's not the whole light. It, it's, you know, it's the ray. It's, it's the, the light's ray. Yeah. You know, Melissa right, said it's cool. 35% good. So I'm, I'm okay with that. That's, that's it's 35% good. That's more than <laughs> no, what she was going to say. That's for that's That hurts. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. That's a bad There's average. 65% that he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> is this a Twitter poll? That means it's 65% not good. <laughs> this is the glass that is on its way to being full, James. Not even on its way to it's on its way to being half. You don't know it's that. Not even, <laughs> okay. Well. Well, we did that. Sunshot lights. Right? I appreciate it though. I appreciate it. That's what I feel like she is. You know. Yeah, cause she is. Cause she's a she's a beacon of hope. She's a light of ray. Why are you looking away? Where are you going? Wait, what happened? What are you what are you looking at? Where are you go? Let's just start the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dra said it. <laughs> Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Draw Milligan. What more can I say? You know what it is? Black men can jump. Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. Ah. Yeah. Thank y'all for doing it back. I was like, damn, supposed to keep going, going though. Supposed to keep going. Supposed no, to y'all gotta do it. Did... <laughs> I do it and then y'all do it. I was it. waiting for the one after that. Bray no, did it. No, we did do it and then you do the next one. It's too late now. Yeah, he Bray did it. You gotta go. You gotta go. <laughs> no, we do it. It's too late. Oh, that, that. Then my other one is, oh, there it go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it go. Oh, that, that. That's it. There it go. <laughs> I got one my... Yo, man, my man was killing it. I can't believe, listen, I know we about to do initial thoughts and we about to walk through the beginning of the show and blah, blah, blah. But watching this so close to watching. <laughs> Don't do it, James. I want to dance with somebody. Don't do this, James. Don't do this, James. Don't do this. I didn't, listen, I didn't do it. It wasn't me. I feel like that's, we shouldn't have done this. Like, we, <laughs> they too close together to be doing just, who? What was Ray's budget? Let me see. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. I ain't going to say nothing else. I'm just going to say that. Ray's budget was 40 mil. With inflation, with inflation, you're probably looking at close to like 55. I want to dance with somebody. Wasn't I want to dance with somebody 40 million? 45. But here's my question, though. Is budget what makes a movie good? I don't understand. What makes a movie good? Does it have to have? You know what? We should (laughs) start it this way because people don't know what the podcast is about, Bray. Don't do this. No one knows. We've been on for 12 years and no one knows. Don't try to see where the money went. (laughs) Welcome. This is a Black Man Can't Jump in Hollywood. As I've already said, I've already welcomed you like that. But the point is, this is a film review podcast. We review the films of leading black actors. We talk about them in the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. There are three of us. So there are three distinct voices you'll be hearing. And if you want to know which voice is which, I understand that completely. You should. So the voice that you're listening to now, that sounds like the voice of the responsible one. You know, the voice of a man. Wait, what? 
Yeah, the voice of a man who 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 comes in and kind of sets things straight. Things were kind of a little out of whack, and he has to come in, and he might make some enemies in doing so, but he's going to make sure things are going by the book. Are you Harry Lennox? Which which are you? A oh, oh, that. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you, James. Uh, that voice is. It's not Harry Lennox. It's Jonathan Braylock. <laughs> you sound like a cop. That's he described a cop. James, what did he describe to you? He did sort of. It was very cop-like. It was there was there were cop there was real cop tendencies. Cop adjacent. It was there was his voice sounded like somebody who's gonna pull you over for no reason. No, it's and throw a little bit of a manager of sorts. He sounds like somebody's gonna throw a little bit of drugs in your cop. Oh snap, I dropped I dropped this brick real quick. Oh, that's in your car. Oh, that's you. Wow. Snap. This voice that just sounds like a guy trying to live his best life. Is that a draw Milligan? This voice that's going to make it do what it do is James the Third. Oh, I'll oh okay. Do. I'll do what it do. All right. <laughs> I'm All right. Today we are reviewing the film Ray. Came out in 2004. Tara said its budget was $40 million. In 2004, yeah, wait, hold on. Okay, and why are your hands when, in the when air? It's what? The pass, when it's the past, the money is worth... So it'd be, uh, so it'd be worth... <laughs> so the, yeah, so the budget... No, but the budget, like, if we would... If the... If it was... Like, when they do inflation... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the budget would go up. So it'd be like, if it was 40, it would now be like... It would be like, if you got 55 now is what you were saying. You were, su- you were suggesting that it's perhaps around 55. Now. Okay, well, regardless, it made $123 million worldwide. $75 okay. million domestic. Whew. It also won the Oscar for Best Actor for Jamie Foxx. Yes. This was peak, this was peak me being interested in like acting and, and awards. Period. Period of my life. <laughs> I mean, this was, a, this was a great period for awards. It won Best Achievement in Sound Mixing. It was nominated for Best Picture best directing so this would be it would be worth 62 million dollars today damn all right how much was what was what was uh, i want to dance with somebody because i feel like that was but how much would the gross be 45 the gross today would be because what did ray do it made like what did you say to the uh apparently there's a movie called ray that came out in 2021 ray has a 79 percent on rotten tomatoes 87 percent audience score and it is about the singer the biopic of life of singer Ray Charles, uh, who wound up passing away the same year the movie came out. There was so much behind the scenes footage of him and Jamie together, like, like him trying to teach Jamie how to like play certain songs on the guitar and I mean on the keyboard, piano. What am I saying? And it was just like seeing them like side by side. It's like so cool, you know what I mean? And like you could learn like some of his mannerisms. It was weird because some of his mannerisms was so perfect in this movie. Anyway, I'll go first. I love this movie. Okay, initial thoughts. Here we go. Love it. <laughs> love it. <laughs> I had the soundtrack. Like, I was obsessed. Like, also, Jamie Foxx. I feel like it's like, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like I would act like him once I got on. Like, Jamie Foxx still feels like a dude who be outside, you know? Like, he still be DJing. He's still, like, I don't know. He just feels like an around the way guy who made it. And the fact that he can, like, act, do comedy, sing is so cool to me where I'm like, oh, his interviews are super fun. He seems super charming. 
And in this movie, he was so good. He was good in Ali as well, but like he was so good in this. There's one scene where he sounds just like basically when he says, I'm gonna do what to do, like when he's first, like when he's first in the studio and he's like kind of finding his way. And I'm like, yo, he sounds just like him. And then even after this, I watched this interview when like he has like a a, a bandana on or, or, or a headscarf and like he's trying to practice the songs and Ray Charles comes in and sits next to him and like kind of clowns him for not doing the music right. <laughs> and it's like, but he's so close, but he's like just dragging him. And I'm like, man, this is, this is cool. And also the thing is, I was trying to figure out like, why, why was this movie better? Because it didn't look like they had that much money at the time. Then I want to dance with somebody. But I do think the director was better. I think the cinematographer was better. And also, I think this movie wasn't scared to talk about Rachel's faults. And the fact that when Rachel was alive, you know, he was very, very involved in this film and didn't shy away from like the infidelity, drugs, like his upbringing. I'm like, that's what we didn't get in the Whitney Houston movie. It was like they they like sugarcoated around it. And that was so close. We knew. So it was like you're taking somebody we really know and you're like pretending like we don't know it. So I felt like we learned so much about him and love it, love it, love. Also, almost every black woman in this movie was kind of like they had been around. But when you look at them today in 2023, they're all famous. Like every, like Andrew, like Kerry Washington, like Regina King. It's like, look at y'all. Anyway, let's go. That's right. I forgot to say all the actors that were in this movie. Because, yeah, a lot of women, also men. Lorenz, I mean, well, I guess Lawrence Tate was already famous. But, you know, Lorenz Tate's in this, Terrence Howard, Hokeem Woodbine. Clifton Powell, Harry Lennox. It's a lot of people. Wendell Pierce. A lot of people in this movie. But sorry, I was just... Anyway, I feel like this movie is incredible. <laughs> yes. And it is, you know... I mean, we did, I guess, purposely review this shortly after. I want to dance with somebody. I kind of was like... I was like, one, I was like, oh, wow. I can't believe we never reviewed this film. But also, I wanted to see if this film movie actually held up. You know what I mean? If it was like, wasn't just like, oh, I think Ray is good because I saw it when I was in high school. No, they they do it really well. And I think, you know, the director is also one of the screenwriters. And I think that's like, a big part of it is the sense that like, they break up the action a bit. They're like, you're following the journey. This movie's a little bit, this movie's a little bit longer than I want to dance with somebody, right? Yeah, but 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 like, doesn't, but it doesn't feel... (laughs) But it doesn't feel as long, which is weird. Oh, no, I guess I want... Okay, I want to dance with somebody was two hours and 26 minutes. So I guess it's about about the same. But I want to dance with somebody both feels longer, but also feels like it's rushing. Like, that's how I felt about it. And like this movie, it's like, it doesn't feel like it's rushing at all. They really use montage as well. I think some of the things that this movie does so well, because I was... It's hard to not compare them. But like, I was... I think one of the things, the reasons I like this movie is like, it uses montages extremely well. It tracks characters, small, like side characters, like smaller characters, well within the montages so that their parts feel bigger than the actual screen time. Like even like, like Wendell Pierce's character or Anjanu's character, like her, her outro is perfectly timed. And Anjanu's is like perfectly timed. Yeah. Yeah, and we see, and like they're using montages to show us like, here's what's happening as the years go by. We're seeing how this relationship that started off hot and heavy, like started to sour. We get the, we get the like first couple scenes with her and like seeing her 
like get super jealous of Regina. And then we see like the like the leading up to it. So it builds up. So by the time she leaves, we feel like, yeah, like time has passed and she's like, I can't take this anymore. And it's something we're expecting and it's cool. As opposed to seeing that first scene with Regina and then the next scene she's gone, which is what, which is to me what I want to dance with somebody would do. They would just show one scene and the next scene it was like, all right, that thing that we showed the beginning of, it's already over now or like it's, it's the next step has already happened as opposed to like feeling like we're moving through time and it's being earned. Yeah. And like, I mean, this movie is stacked with actors. So like the, the acting is that like absolutely incredible performances are great. Like, and they use flashbacks, which really, uh, you know, we'll talk about all this, but the, the flashbacks I think were very useful. So, and it felt like it built to a point, you know? So yeah, this movie was really strong. I mean, I, Jamie definitely deserved an Oscar for this. Hell yeah. Yeah, it really it holds up. Mm, yeah, I mean, I don't, mm. I don't have much to to add outside of what y'all have already said, but like, I will even just say, in addition to montages, it was I sort of suggested this already on the Whitney Houston episode, but the music, it's not just the montages; it's the music choices and the way that the music like propels the story forward you know like it's there's storytelling happening through like scenic montages but then also you know the music is they're singing to each other and 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 in a way that is that that I think that I want to answer somebody try to do <laughs> you know without like I mean I guess one of the other also differences is that Ray Charles is actively writing his music and so it is sort of it's it's clearly infused or inspired by his his life in some in some way, regardless of if it's autobiographical. You know, it's coming from the inspiration is coming from somewhere, and I just they do a great job of of doing that. I think this movie looks incredible. <laughs> it, lo- it looks incredible, and yeah, some of the shots of Ray like over the shoulder, like sweating. Oh my goodness! Like, I'm I mean, it's it's truly. The the you know again comparing the two, but the differences are are, are night and day in that this movie, I want to ask somebody starts with like a slow like it, how important Whitney Houston is thing, and this movie opens with the piano, and we're like hell yeah, you're already like this I'm into this song, I'm excited. We see the reflection of the piano in his glasses, and like we're we're ready to go on this journey that is heavy, you know, but like. The, it's about the the joy that we experience through the music, which I which I think this is the ultimate story of of this. So yeah, I mean it's it's great. There's a lot there's a lot of things that I've been like holding on to since 2004 because I don't think I ever rewatched this movie after seeing it. But like a lot of stuff stuck out at me while watching it again, and I'm excited to talk about it as we as we get into the nitty gritty. And Regina King truly just perfect, perfect, perfect casting. <laughs> Oh Perfect my cast. goodness! <laughs> oh my goodness! Fully just uh, no nothing, no one better, <laughs> no better actor for this part. Okay, anyway, that's it. The thing about this movie is so interesting, and it's like thinking if these movies were made around the same time. Technically, their budgets were equivalent to the movies. Matter of fact, like even thinking about it, like forty was a lot in two thousand four. You know, and so that should be kind of equivalent to what I want to dance with somebody had. And it's so tricky because I just feel like... Wait, but it had 40... Wait, what did I want this to have again, though? 45. 45, but now, though. 
So like, isn't it comparatively, like it has like around $20 million less than what yeah, they so you're, compar- you're comparing 45 to 60, if you will. 60, okay, yeah. So that's, I mean, you know, that, but is 45 that, million, 45, I mean, here's the thing, the other thing though, is that today, like, there aren't a lot of movies that have that mid-level budget. You know what I mean? So like 45 million is still a pretty decent still a good amount of money yeah in the yeah. movies today mm-hmm. but the thing about the thing about it is i think like you know just starting from the top like you said like this movie this movie sets a tone immediately like a look like it's smoky it's like it feels hot and it's like we just see the piano like that piano the fingers like we don't hear a song and i like, we don't hear him talk yet and i'm like this is so masterful between like the director and the dp where i'm like we're, it just sets the tone that this is a quality movie. Like that reflection alone in his glasses before we see him. It's truly incredible. Like you, you, you are instantly like, ooh, you're, you're excited to have a, a lot of fun. And then the next thing that happens after it is like, like important memory from his mother. Like a line being like, that like that reminds you of what's at stake or what, you know, what's, what's propelling him as a person and it's heavy and it's deep and it's both of those things uh, very quick two minutes it's two minutes you know <laughs> to get that across and we now know like okay great this is where we are <laughs> like this is what we're this is the ride we're on yeah they also do a thing really early on where it's like one of the first scenes we see him is just him holding a bus ticket it's 1947 the, the bus driver's like you know, where's your chaperone? He's like, it's just, I don't have a chaperone. I'm just, it's just by myself. And he's like, well, I'm not taking care of some like blind black Negro. Like, you know, you need a chaperone. You can't get on the bus. And he's like kind of fights with them. And then he says this thing of like, just because I left, lost my sight on like Omaha beach, shouldn't mean that I can't go to the place. And the guy's like, Oh, you fought in world war two. Okay. You know? And then like, and then like, I think like a couple scenes later, we, in case you didn't know the real fact about Ray Charles, you know, being blind at the age of seven, we see him say that he was blind since the age of seven. You know what I mean? So you're already like getting to know who this character is. Like he's going to, he's going to he's going to do what he can to get by. He's very independent. He knows how to fight, but he also knows how to like, how to win fights. Not, and not necessarily just like blunt force kind of thing, which is cool. Also fun fact, little Ray, CJ Sanders, is a wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers. Season in the NFL. That's wild. Yeah. But you're right. I loved, because again, I didn't know his story when I was younger. So like, seeing him lie immediately. But again, that's the thing. The first time we see him and hear him speak, he is lying to get shit done. And I'm like, that shows you that this person isn't perfect. And it's like, again, when I watch Bohemian, I mean, Rocket Man. Rocket Man opens with Elton John in rehab because he's fucked up so many times. That's the opening. And it's like, we're starting with the real human. You know what I mean? And it's like... And also it's telling you where the story's going. You know, yeah. it's like, this story is going to get to this place where this person is, you know, like bottoming out a little bit, you know? Yeah. And then we're going to go watch where he came from to go to that. We know that's kind of, I mean, it's so crazy that like, all these musicians have like nearly identical stories, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, which is like, you know, most, I guess Whitney Houston 
maybe a little less so came from nothing, but like most of them like come from not, you know, they're like, just like, they're nobodies. They have this extreme talent. Some people like people know their talent, but it's also like, you know, that's a pipe dream. They like scrap their way up. They like get a huge amount of fame. And then all of a sudden all these people love them. They're dealing with like the sex and then some of the drugs and then like relationships that come and go. And then eventually, you know, the drugs that they had started doing earlier get too much, you know, and then they have to go to rehab and it's like, it's destroying their lives, destroying their relationships and all the fame and the pressure of the money and the fame are getting to them. And, you know, they're losing their relationships. It's like so similar, you know? Yeah. The way that it's told, even though like, it's like this movie, like Ray has like 79% of Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm sure like the 11% of reviews that were like, oh, this isn't great. Say the same things of like, oh, it's kind of paint by numbers. It's like, no, that's just, this is a musician's life. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Like, but paint it's still, numbers. <laughs> no, that's what they always say. That's like the, con. it's like, what's so funny is their, their reviews are freaking paint by numbers. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> The reviews are tired. It's like, I already know what they could say. Yeah, look at this. The first, the first bad review I just read just says, Ray is filled with such pleasures, but it's hobbled by the too familiar conventions of a musical biopic. It's like your review is so, is also like, uh, you know, I can't speak. Yeah, anymore, but like, but like we said that, I mean? we said that like, I want to dance with somebody felt like a Wikipedia article, but this, like, that's, I feel like different than how this movie even feel it's like you know what i mean like it's like what are they what do they mean by <laughs> that's what i'm saying their their review is lazy it's just a lazy standard review of a musical biopic the fact the, of the matter is they they didn't even have to see it to write the bad review of it because they could just be like oh yeah just like it uses the same tropes and it's like no it actually doesn't really like you're just talking about the basic plot points that most musical biopics have because most musicians live similar lifestyles when they when they get to be that level of famous you know people trying to take advantage of them you know like multiple lovers like cheating drugs you know it's all there yeah i don't know i just really love the way that they told this story and because of the flashbacks it was like we didn't have to see we could kind of get into the action a little bit and then start to like you know, go back. And they, and one of the ways they do this is by he, like Ray has these like literal vivid nightmares where he's like feeling water, you know, and what was that? What was that? Cause of the, the brother dying. Is that what that was for? Yeah. The brother. I thought this was really cool. And I kept thinking about how much just to, it's not to compare it to another movie, but to compare it to another movie, I hated the visions that Harriet Tubman, the future visions that Harriet Tubman had. But the way that they used, the way that they used, the, and this all just also sort of relates to what we were talking about with devotion. Like, we, he would have the, the, the vision and then, and then eventually he'd want to do the drugs just to like not be in his shit anymore, you know? And it was, it, 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 regardless of if Ray Charles saw his his little brother's death in his head that frequently, you know, the way that the movie used it was so impactful, and it, and you it felt like we were like right there with him and like understanding why why someone would want to escape or get away or whatever. It was great. I thought that was awesome. 
It's so, it's so interesting because like, wait, first off, one thing, didn't the woman who directed I Want to Dance with Somebody direct Harriet? No? Shh, be quiet. No. What are you saying? I'm just, I'm just saying you, you, brought up, you brought up another movie. Huh? You brought up another movie uh, and I and I just peeped at you. You know what? We don't, uh, need, to, we don't need to harbor on that. <laughs> but so let's just get into the story. I just, first of all, can I, can I talk about Jamie Foxx for a second? Because you must. I think what Jamie has done career-wise is something I think, not to speak for all of us, but like as comedians, speak but also me. actors. <laughs> you can speak for me with this one. <laughs> what I'm saying, but like as a comedians and actors, like we do both, you know what I'm saying? And he didn't, I feel like every time a comedian is really funny, they do a bunch of silly movies, they do that one serious movie that feels kind of forced. Where like Jamie like slowly got here. Like any given Sunday, he Ali, he was like building, you know what I mean? And then when and then when Ray hit, it was like, I don't know, man. And it felt cool, dog. It felt like it felt like watching this guy and like he has been, even after this movie, just on a different plane, just like as as a cool dude who shows up, like it, it's something about watching him do this movie because I think like seeing a comedian, I remember someone was like when I was younger, oh, he's good at impressions. I'm like, that's not an impression, dude. Like that is like, that is like a, a Marlon Brando, like, you know, the Jack Nicholson, Denzel, Malcolm X level. Like I'm becoming this human. And to me, even more so because again, like, I just sent y'all that clip. If you watch the mannerisms of them side by side, I'm like, bro, I don't think actors have done this. And again, they may not have had the, the benefit of, you know, being around the person they're portraying. But I'm like, yo, this dude literally is moving his head in the exact same way. And I'm like, this is... I think that... I, I will say that I think that the actress in... I can't remember her name right now, but the actress in... I want to dance with somebody came close. There are moments where like, she's not talking and she's moving and, and it just feels like Whitney Houston. I haven't seen Whitney Houston like moves, you know, since she was very much in the public eye in that way, you know? And, but, but, but to your, to your larger point, like Jamie's inside the actor's studio, something that I thought was remarkable about it was he kept talking about all of these times where, preparation meets opportunity in his in his life and they all like point to these like very big like movies and 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 you know and moments and 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 things for him and ray specifically is like the perfect you know combination of so many different things he was able to he talked about being able to play piano and then being able to like just zoom in on him specifically him playing piano and them loving that but then on top of that like yeah his ability to do impressions to the point of he's and being a, a a great actor, and so he was able to like blend all of those together to re, to literally become Ray Charles. You know, like yeah. there was yeah. so much is is happening in it that yeah yeah it does feel like such a great moment for anyone that's been watching and, and tracking his career and and yeah and it's still you know it stands the test of time in that way. It's still so good. I mean, I don't even first off the mom. The mom is so freaking good in every scene, yo. Sharon Warren. Give her all the things. Like, it, it's so tricky to me because I'm like, <laughs> she was so good because she was so tough, but so nice and vulnerable. Like, you know, I, I, I'll be honest. Uh, I, me and my mother had a very tough conversation this holiday season about, like, entertainment. And I was like, y'all never supported this, like, ever. Like, no one in my family ever supported this until, like, later. And she goes, she was like, one, I never saw anyone do it, but also I had to make sure you knew how to live. And she was like, say I got, like, cause my mom got sick at one point. She's like, if I passed away, then like, 
what were you going to do? Talk about you out to hit like acting. How do you pay bills? And I'm like, that is such a, a thing about putting your kid out into the world, especially a black dude, how to survive. And so the fact that she like, that scene where he's crying for her and she's just standing there quiet. That scene was so good. <laughs> It's one of those things where you're like, the, you know that the mom so badly wants to co comfort her son and you know that she realizes I'm not going to always be there for him. And he has to learn much more. First of all, black people in general have to learn much more quickly. So she already knew that. But she was like, this kid really is going to have to learn because he's not only black, but he's blind. And poor you know and like he is gonna have to learn so quickly that like how to grow up and like fend for himself and it's and i i was it was so emotional for me because i was just like ah like it shouldn't have that shouldn't have to be the case but it like it just the, is the reality you know just is what it is oh man that was so sad. Yeah, and and the scene when she the scene when when her younger son dies and she like the way she collapses into the the casket and like her whole body is trembling. I was like this is I don't this is incredible. Like <laughs> she yeah, she she really crushed this. Literally, her last movie was Glory Road in 2006 and I and I'm trying to to track down what's happening because it doesn't seem like I like that movie. Yes, yes. It's so hard because though. it's so hard because some of those things I'm like, yo, man, again, if this, I need to stop. But I'm like, when I watch some of these white movies and I see like how big someone blows up afterwards, I'm like, yo, man, there's so many good black actors who just don't get this shot and it drives me insane. I mean, how do you even talk about this movie? It's kind of, it's so long. Like, do we just go beat by beat or like, I mean, there's so many good performances in here. Yeah, I mean, I we you know he gets on this on this bus and then goes to Seattle. And when he gets off the I, the introduction of Quincy Jones in this movie is truly incredible. <laughs> it's truly, he's just like a kid outside, you know, Bob 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 talking, you know, jump, you know, trumpet or sax trumpet. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he has all this energy, and he's like, "Oh, what's your name? Oh, Quincy Jones." And that's it. And then we're just kind of like, <laughs> we just leave it at. That. And he can't get in the club. He can't get in the club. <laughs> He's like, no, I got to show him in. <laughs> but it's so interesting because if you hear these stories about Quincy in particular, like they always say Quincy was a wild boy, like a kid when he started. But like I watched his interview that, you know, he started like telling all his secrets when he was like 70 something. He was like, well, fuck it. I'm, you know, whatever. So to see this young out here dude and like I'm waiting for his biopic. Like, could you could yeah. you imagine what the Quincy Jones biopic is going to look like? I mean, from working with Ray Charles and kind of blowing up to, to working with Michael Jackson during the Thriller album. Yeah. To Fresh yeah. Prince. And the, the way that we see him in this is like every time we see him before we see him later is that like he always has a story. There's always something going on. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's so good. And then we also get to see Terrence Howard because he's the guy that Ray was supposed to, is meeting up with, his friend, supposed to get him in the club and almost... It like Ray has to perform immediately because the piano singers are there. Oh, also freaking Warwick Davis is in this. <laughs> Shout out to Warwick Davis because I'm watching Willow and I I'm enjoying it on the uh, Disney Plus. 
Yeah, this, he was he was what a fun uh, like role. He's like a jazz. He's the announcer at this club, and but I guess also actually English. Like he, <laughs> when we see him later, he's like he drops the act. That was so cool. <laughs> he seemed like he was having a lot of fun. He was he was great. Yeah, he like put yeah he like put on this voice, and then it was just like himself became friends with Ray, and was also the one who like let him know that he was being backstabbed by Terrence Howard. This and being used by this woman who just for his body, literally used yeah. for his body. Money and body. <laughs> money Taking his and- money. And <laughs> yeah, I love the line where he's like, I mean, you got free room and board. And he's like, it ain't free. It ain't free. <laughs> yeah. It is not free. Oh, so uncomfortable. I don't remember how I felt when I first saw this movie, but when I, watching it now, I was so uncomfortable with this relationship. And it's sh- like, like this is told relatively quickly, but it's like the economy of the scenes and the visuals are so great. It's like, we just see like a couple of a, a couple of scenes with her like in the bed being like Ray and he's like I just I got to get water you know and he's like pouring water on himself or he's like in the bathroom just sweating like you know and it's just like that's it. like that's all we needed to see like and we get what's been happening that this is a regular thing that's going on there was that yeah. one time she kissed him and he wiped his mouth and I was like, oh, I don't, uh, I like that, like made me sick to my stomach. I was like, oh no, that rent wasn't free, baby. That rent wasn't free. And then basically somebody from Swing Time Records, I believe it's called, like came and start trying to talk to him, and that's when he realized, like, that's when he started to realize, like, something, like, like the, these things aren't right. We saw him earlier, I think, was when they went on tour, and he was just like hey, like we should be getting paid more than just $5, you know, a performance and we should be getting paid more often. And he's like, they're like, just shut up. (laughs) What's so crazy is that, could you imagine, could you imagine how scary, not scary, but like what he had to go through because there's no way truly, because I know they they said he would listen, but like people can slam down money, but you can't tell what dollar it is. And I'm like, could you imagine like, how difficult it is to trust somebody because like everybody can be trying to rip you off. You know what I mean? Like everybody. And you would never know. Yeah. I mean, he, he developed a good system like being paid in ones I thought was... was Because is there really any smart. money? There's no... There's no... There's no... There's not Braille on like bills. No, but I, I wonder if they do... I wonder if there is a way now with the new... That's a good question. Yeah, and like, and Wendell Pierce just being oh, like the thing that happens later is him just being over getting the ones, but like he's paying him correctly. <laughs> like that was, <laughs> I thought that was cool the way that the way that like the way that shook out and seeing his relationship develop with these early bandmates, I thought was was nice. Like Clifton's character specifically, like really looked out for him and like and Bokeem like didn't want to want him to get into drugs even though he was so heavily and into it and like it was like i i like the way that 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 this stuff shook out and all and and all seemed like it all see everything seemed motivated you know nothing seemed like like forced or i just looked it up the united states is the only country and maybe and switzerland are the but switzerland is a part of the euro so that doesn't even count united states is the only country that prints all denominations of currency in the same size 
Wait, what? What? <laughs> Who for what purpose? <laughs> Wait, for what purpose? That's true. If you go to the UK, it's all different. Other, it's different. All other all other countries have the bills are different sizes so that blind people can know the difference between the two, between the different bills. The US is the only currency where everything is the same size, so there's no way for them to tell. Yo, Uncle Sam don't give a fuck, yo. <laughs> Uncle Sam don't give a <laughs> wow really That's, i mean you're right if you go to south africa if you go to like if you go to london yeah i i never noticed they're all shaped different and they feel a little different do you think america just won't change it because they like all the money being like uniform for what per- yeah, I guess for so. why we don't care about it's because we don't care about yeah it's not it's not because we like that it's uniform it's it's unfortunately because it's unfortunately worse than that uh, there's no reason for it it's that we don't care there is no reason for it oh my god apparently apparently the government's been sued for it and they still hasn't what the hell i'm so mad it's not funny i'm very upset i'm very upset Apparently, there's a device. There's a device that uh, has been made that can tell the diff- can for some. I don't know. Somehow, it can read the currency. Yeah, like the count, like counters. Like when you put money in counters, it can tell. But how would I know Wait, if someone? Do you gave have me- to put? Do you? Yeah, when you put money in counters, they 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 just it just counts it. It just knows. Well, you don't have this, to like you say know if someone handed you money though. I, yeah, you won't. You don't know in that moment. You have to then put it into the thing, and then yeah, it's it's a little thing. It's like it's like this big. It's like a you know fits can fit in your hand. I mean, it's not that little. But like if you got a stack of money, you have to do that one bill at a time. Man, U.S. trash. Okay, yeah, truly. <laughs> let's, let's <laughs> so he uh, finds out from Warwick, you know, that his partners have been screwing him. So. He he cuts a deal with uh, Swing Time Records himself, which is cool. And then that's when we meet like Willow was snitching. <laughs> Willow jo- was good snitching. job, Willow. No, because he was because he was like because no because Ray was like Ray was like yo I'm not trying to be swindled by you. And then they <laughs> yeah, they was like no I ain't, I ain't the same as don't rope me in with them. I'm not the yeah yeah. He's like I'm not the one. <laughs> Cause he, cause I think Ray was like, oh, so I get it. You get me high, you get me high, and you know, I never trust Lucius Lion. And then we meet the new crew, which is like Bokeem Woodbine and Wendell Pierce, and of course, Bokeem and this other dude are the ones who. Well, it's not Bokeem actually; it's the other dude who eventually gets Ray hooked on heroin because. Yo, Bray, as we were Bray, saying, he was seeing all the Bray, things. Before you yeah. continue, I'm sorry. These portable money readers, you know how expensive these things are? Between two and six hundred dollars. What what in the all right, it's just why are we so difficult? Why? Well, I just saw one for I I saw one for for a little bit less one 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 eighty. It's it's, it's taken down from two hundred, it? but it's how much is that with tax, James? <laughs> is oh, it no. shipping fees? Is it shipping fees? Yeah, there is. <laughs> All of those things will then be applied after the fact. 
Uh, this is awful. I'm going to be thinking about this. It, can I do anything? Isn't that insane? Like, it's, been a pro- it's been a problem forever. And they still haven't done It's 2023. Yeah, money been and around for a minute. Money been around. <laughs> Yo, money? The fact that I just read that every other country, every other country is like, oh, yeah, well, of course we'll change it to help out our blind our blind nope, citizens, of course. The US Bro. is like, sidewalks, sidewalks. Yeah, like, you gotta, or just like you gotta, just like be electronic, or you like have to. Do you, you know, have to? Here's the other thing. Stuff. Here's the other thing that's so frustrating about it. It's not like we have the same money that we've always had. It's not like they haven't constantly changed our money, the way that the money looks. <laughs> it's not like they haven't discontinued different banknotes or like. Put, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's, we need them big faces. <laughs> what was that about? It's like I don't give a. <laughs> they keep changing how the money looks, so you can just change the size. Listen, don't put Harriet Tubman on the twenty. Okay, change the size of the money. Do that. Do that. That's the kind of like the the fact that listen. That's what they. That's what they'll do. Okay, to to appease <laughs> to appease people, they'll put Harriet Tubman on the twenty. Something that nobody wants. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of, and it has no practical use. No one asked for it. (laughs) No, who asked for that? You know what? Put Harry Tubman on the 20, please. Yeah, we see, yeah, he's on tour, and a lot, a couple things happen on tour. One is that, we find out how he he starts hooking up with women. We see how he does that. And he's like, hey, yo, the whole time, Ray Ray, Ray, was, Ray Ray was out here. Ray Ray was like, let me feel that forearm real quick. And was like, the fact yo. that they showed a montage, <laughs> not a montage of him learning how to play the piano. That's not what we saw, Bray. We didn't see a montage of him like playing all the clubs. We saw a montage of this nigga Ray being completely out here. Like, really, it was a montage. <laughs> Feeling up like, women's wrists. Do y'all, yeah, think about it. This, there's no montage of like, oh man, this is him like topping the charts going on tour, back to back to back. No, 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 no. If you saw a montage in this movie, it happens a couple times, it is Ray hooking up with women. Or Ray, see, oh, not seeing, but Ray like listening to a woman. I'm like, yo, bruh. Also, my thing is that you saw everybody's interaction when he touched the el- when he touched their shoulder. I was like, yo, Ray, I wonder if I can pull that off. I keep thinking about that. Like, if I, in today, if you're going for a hug, if I just hold somebody's shoulders and just look them in the eyes, is that going to work? Or they're going to be like, what the fuck are you touching me for, man? No, what? That's way different. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you trying to be holding their shoulders and looking I mean, them in the eye, they're going to be like, oh, no, this person's trying to kidnap me. <laughs> this person is physically holding me down he would so I do can't that, escape. Because he would, because, yeah, because it would travel. He would first rub their forearm, you know, hold their forearm. And then as he got close to them, he would track, he would track up their arms, you know. I mean, it would, it is still totally different when you do it, Gerard, because you would be, <laughs> it just has a different and then vibe. look them in the eye, you <laughs> okay. said. I'm trying to just show, I'm, I'm just trying to show, I'm like, trying to make a real connection. A predator? A connection. <laughs> I'm just trying to make a real <laughs> But then we also see then we also see him get hooked on hooked on his head, Owen. 
We do. And I and I and to the into the to the point of what we're talking about with montages, he was not he, he was warned. And the thing that when when the heroin comes in, we like sit in it. It's not montage. The drugs are not montage. We every time we're like dealing with the drugs, we're sitting in it. It's in a scene. We see him opening the stuff or hiding the stuff, or or we see him just like the Grammy nomination and stuff later. And then they cut to, <laughs> we don't know what's happening. We just know that on the phone, the the uh, the rec- record producer's like, hey, are you all right? And then we just cut to him completely strung out on the couch. It's, oh, it's, it's, it's tough. It's hard. I mean, I just keep thinking about like the fact, because again, I don't know how much of Ray's history was known before this movie. Like for me, this was like a big educational thing and maybe our parents knew but the fact, I don't think anybody knew maybe how bad his heroin use was. You know what I mean? Like the fact that you see him multiple times, like strung out, hiding it, doing it in front of the, like the side chicks, which side chick was cool with it, which side chick. But it, but it was public, you know, because he does get, he does get arrested and then it's in all the papers and stuff. And it's like you event eventually way, way later, but it's like. And it's used it's used against him. But the way that the record producers talk about it early, even way before this happens to him, they're like, the signs are visible. So I don't know if, you know, I, I don't I don't know if that means that like if you saw him perform, you could people saw it and had an idea, you know, had a little bit of an idea or no, or not. Weird, you know, it's this weird thing where like they like so many. It happens to so many musicians that I bet like people whether people knew or not, like I'm sure some people, it, it, you know, suspected it, but it wasn't, yeah. It's like he was able to, he was able to like keep it under control, I guess, for seemingly a while, you know, several years before it started getting like out of hand. Because by the time he meets Carrie Washington, he's already done it. And she doesn't find out until after they get married. I guess they get married relatively quickly but like still you know and he's like oh i just do that on the road i don't like bring that back home kind of thing but yeah we see him get we get, see him get hooked on that so i i think the the women montage happens after he like gets his first like little hit uh record and yeah and then he's like on the road and then we see like him blow up with wendell pierce because of the dollars thing like wendell pierce just starts like just yo just, he like, attacks him bro and is winning yeah, and he's he gives winning. him like a ten. It's like forty singles and a ten or something, like a and, 10 and he a five. And, yeah, 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 and it's like it's not fifty singles, you know. By the by, the weight by the he can feel it. He can feel that it's not fifty, and like the size, right? He can feel that it's not fifty singles. Oh, because he asked for singles. Got it. Yeah, he asked for yeah, singles. It wasn't. Yeah. It was the right amount of money, but he asked for singles so that he could tell the difference, and he's. And he's like, those that's not 50 singles. And he's like, your money's there. But like, it's weird. Like, Wendell doesn't preface it by saying, like, I couldn't find the singles, man. Like, here's the like, no, the money. but he, but he even says, he even says later, I'm tired of looking for them. So it wasn't even then that. He it, says it. But what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. is when he hands it, when he hands it to Ray initially, he doesn't tell him, like, yeah. Because he's like, disrespectful. Like, he, he was disrespectful the whole time. Like, he doesn't care why he wants the singles. <laughs> you know, he's like, I'm giving you your money. I'm giving you your money. I don't care about like dealing with all this. <laughs> also, all this Ray stuff. took some of the girls he liked by that point, too. Remember, he came out and he was like, What a girl true. in the yellow hat. And they're like, Yo, you snooze, you yeah. lose. And but he man. was already mad at Ray for like, he was like, He was like, Is it like, this is our band? And like, they're like, 
no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting because once Ray gets big and then we see Anjanu show up, first off, listen here, sister girl, I've had, listen, I don't know if y'all remember Undercover Brother and her being sister girl. <laughs> Been in love with this woman for years, boy. Her showing up in this movie, you know what it was? Her showing up in this movie, it just felt like, because, okay, because this is the big thing. This is the big thing. Once she comes and, like, he leaves Window and Lamb, he tries to figure out his own sound. That's when he, like, basically does his own version of, like, I, it's hard for me to call it gospel. He basically, like, takes gospel and makes it into R&B, I guess. He's using what he's using the music that was only kind of used that as gospel music and making it just secular music. Mm. And like, and that was it. That was like the first time apparently that that it happened. It happens all the time now. <laughs> like R and B artists, pop artists, all like pop artists use gospel sounds and choirs, and you know. But like that was like what's the first Kurt time Franklin considered, in. Bray? Because I be feeling like he about to curse well, in Kurt every Franklin song. Is <laughs> it's gospel. I think the difference between gospel and quote unquote secular music that secular is just the term that Christians use to call non religious, non Christian music. Because Stomp, Stomp, I was like, listen now, Stomp, I don't know. This song was played after. You can twerk the difference. To, you can twerk the you stomp. Can twerk this. I heard Stomp <laughs> at a brunch. But the difference is that gospel music explicitly is talking about God, you know. Do you want a revolution? Woo, woo. I remember that joke. So you want a revolution? When did Isley Bro- <laughs> Brothers come out with Shout? Because Shout is definitely using gospel oh, sound. Oh, hell yes. Yeah, when was okay, that? Guess- Let's track this. Let's figure this out. I'll tell you this. 1959. Shout was one of my favorites. Yeah, after, I came out in 1959? Yeah, that's, but that's after Ray Charles is, is doing it. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's crazy to think about. A little bit soft. A little bit soft and down. A little bit soft. That, that song is fire. But yeah, anyway. and he's also saying like hallelujah and stuff. And are other people doing that? Like he's he, not only was he taking the sound. <laughs> you only said hallelujah in the club when they were yelling at him, right? Like that's not on. No, there's that one. Isn't there song a song or two where he says. All I know is, look, when he was doing that and Anjanu shows up and he asked her, do you mind singing like this song? Will it make you feel like a sinner? And then she looks at that man and then. You know what is so crazy is that so I'm like I'm not a I'm not a hypocrite. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not a hypocrite. And then when you see Ray, who can't see her yet, goes how she looked. The more my man said, yeah, she's she like she's attractive, she's beautiful. He's like, all right, all y'all motherfuckers out of here. I'm like, and the Yo. guy was like, Ray, Ray, let's go, Ray. Like, yeah, he's like, come Clifton on. cared Ray, so much. Sure? <laughs> Ray, come on, Ray. He cared I felt so, so bad. much. I was like, oh man, <laughs> poor Pinky. And then he thought Pinky was. Was Pinky actually stealing from him? Or was he... I couldn't tell. Uh, it seemed like he was getting extra money. But, like, not, like, a not like directly stealing from Ray. Like, he wasn't taking Ray's money. It just seemed like he, he had, overcharging like... folks or something? He was charging people more to get access to Ray. Oh. Uh, I mean, listen. Which you could say is stealing. I mean, but it wasn't taking money from Ray. Yeah, but it is sort of like taking advantage of this relationship. Yeah, yeah. Which is like, oh, like that. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel great, but it also, at that point, Ray was making so much money. It wasn't like, it wasn't like him, like, 
completely like screwing like people so many musicians have been absolutely screwed by the people that they trust he wasn't screwing ray he was just making a little extra money which like here's the thing what it warranted if ray felt bad about it which he clearly did what it warranted was a conversation and going hey man i don't appreciate that you're doing this or if you're going to do this at least give me a cut of that thing that you're making or if you feel like you need more money, let me know and I'll just give you a raise or something. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it warranted a conversation and not just a completely icing out and firing of him. Yeah, because they, I mean, they've known each other for so damn long. Like, and he's a... But you know what? He's probably been scared his whole life of like people ripping him off money-wise. You know what I mean? Because he can't see. So maybe that's like... And we saw that in the flashback. Again, another thing that I appreciate it that they did some of these flashbacks. It was like, we saw a flashback of how he learned how to play the piano with the guy that, it, you know, and obviously we saw the flashback of his brother dying, this traumatic event, like the most traumatic event that happened to him that like kind of haunted him. And then we also see the flashback of him before he went to Seattle playing country for these white people and like the white dude trying to s- steal his money, you know, and he had the guy that kind of stuck up for him. So it was just like, oh, and like, and that's also like how he like started wearing sunglasses for the first time because the guy was like, oh, you're going to scare my like clients to like, you know, to like wear these sunglasses. Yeah. So, and then of course this, this movie does what most musical biopics do, which is like shows you how like songs were inspired. But I feel like this movie does it so much better than most movies do it. Most movies have feels a little bit like I I will never forget Bohemian Rhapsody like the We Will Rock You where like they come up with that and it just feels so cheesy and like you're just like oh, come on where he's just you know but in this it's like they have like he has a little bit of the music and then like like the Hit the Road Jack is like so perfect like them singing it for the first time but she's like Regina is like crying while she's singing it and then like and then we see them in the performance and she's like giving it all she's has because she's like just trying to channel all her anger through this song I was like oh it's so perfect and also it's so crazy they do that so often like again I forgot how they say like Andrew's doing the same thing they're singing a song and he goes like and you hear the audio right before she throws the rock I mean before she throws the break it's like and there's and that's blah, blah, blah. And she throws the brick and it runs off into the car. And I'm like, yo, it's... You know what it was? Okay, okay. Listen, we've, we're, we're comparing. I just want to dance with somebody. We, we got to admit it. So I'm going to do it. It's interesting because it felt like this movie just was creative with the storytelling in script and direction. It just feels like, hey, we're just trying to do something different. And they may not have had a lot of money for the time. But I'm looking at it like... Because if you think about it, you kind of only saw the same cars... Like we didn't, we didn't see like a street full of old time cars. We never really got that. If you saw him perform, I think luckily because this was like, you know, back in the day, it wasn't stadiums, but for the most part, you really didn't see the audience, but they still made it look like a very well venue. But I feel like thinking about it now, it's like, it was smoky. It was like, they, they, they like made textures in these shots. And I'm like, that is so interesting. Even playing this music to highlight some of these moments. And even when Ray, like, like once he gets kind of big and then, like, once him and Regina start having their downfall, which is, like, crazy to see, to be honest. It's, like, it's just done with such nuance and, like, performances. Also, Regina King, yo, Lord have mercy. Like, when she, when she first shows up and starts looking at him on the low, I was like, oh, 
oh, I forgot this goes down. And she was cool with everything. The movie does it, 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 it introduces those elements, like it introduces the relationships very quickly, but in a ways that feel meaningful and earned. And then we see that we see it played out. You know what I mean? Like Regina right away is like kind of eyeing him. And then she's like, she's the one who like immediately is like, you know, when he's like, all right, like how much are we making? You know? And he's like, oh, well that person talks about it. He's like, he doesn't do what you say, you know, like, and we're like, oh, we immediately get her character and also kind of why Ray likes her, you know, and the butting heads with Anjanu's character. Like it's all, it's all there. Also, also, something that I said on the I Want to Dance to Somebody episode is that by the end of the movie, you still feel like someone on the outside watching Whitney's story. Like, you feel, essentially feels like going through it in that, in that way, like watching it on TV or in the tabloids or whatever. In this, something that I thought was interesting to, to the point that you're talking about, Bray, is that the POV of things would change depending on what was happening. So like, so when his relationship starts to develop with Regina King, while we've seen them have a couple like looks and blah, 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 whatever, once it really starts tracking, we're seeing it through Anjanu Ellis's POV of like suddenly they're together and having drinks and blah, 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 whatever. And then when Harry Lennox shows up, it's almost like we are tracking that through Clifton's POV of like, oh, now this other person is coming into Ray's life. And we don't quite see the conversations of like, we're definitely doing this together and fuck this other person or whatever. But we see that other person going, hold on, what the hell is what's happening? And I thought that was really, that was, that's handled very well in this. And, you know, and they would, would keep handing off the baton throughout the movie in a, in a really nice, in a really nice way. I think. Man, you're right. That's so interesting. But again, that's so creative, yo. It's like, it's just so well done. Well, so then there's the, the, the record come, which is like interesting. Like he had, seemingly had like a really great relationship with Atlantic Records. Like, doesn't seem like, like there's no real story of them trying to screw him. You know, they are like kind of with him the whole time. They believe in him. They're like helping him out. They're the ones who who tell him, they're the ones who initially tell him like, hey, you gotta, you can't just like do impressions of other people's voices. Like you kind of have to do your own thing. And then also... Like that one guy, like she's like, yeah, let's get him on tour. Let's get him his own band. Like by the time we get the scene where he's like, hey, Ray, I'm t- talking to you as like a friend. Like you need to, you're, <laughs> I think the, the the phrase was your slip is starting to show, which is a funny way of saying like, dude, it's so clear you're on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> it's so obvious. You're literally scratching yourself and shaking all the time. Like. So we see all that. And then eventually, though, he does go to ABC Records. And he gets his master's, too. But he gets his master's. He gets to own his ma- Apparently, he gets a better deal than Frank Sinatra. He gets 75 cents to the dollar. Which is crazy. And he gets... He was making... What did he, he initially made? Five cents? A, a record? And by, But also, the, by then, though... It might have been. It might have been it bigger, have been, but he was. I'm sure it was higher. Yeah, I'm sure. It yeah, was but higher, he but. was st- still trying to get more. And the thing that I like about this moment as well is like is that Atlanta is they're c- clearly at least the one uh, I met is is clearly like yeah like I'm I'm excited for you the way that he at least in the way he talks about it. But but it's also like it's like they can't agree to that 
because they're, I don't think it's that Atlanta doesn't have the money. It's that they're like, we just won't, <laughs> you know, like we're, it's a choice not to agree with. Right. To this day, right. people don't, like right. Taylor Swift, like what was it two years ago, just had this crazy court case trying to get her masters back. And it's like, that's where the money is. Like every song, the fact that he had, the, the fact that to this day, like Ray Charles's like family has like, you know, Georgia, Hit the Road Jack. Like those songs are massive. I got to like, it's massive. Yeah, George on my mind and hit the road. Jack were both with the other ABC, company. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's crazy. Like, I remember, I remember, like when this movie came out, you heard Georgia nonstop. Like, I remember it was like it was back on the radio. This transition was one that that stuck has stuck with me since seeing the movie in '04. When they go from like when he's like he's like okay and best of luck to you, and then we just cut to the massive orchestra for for George, you know, and it's a completely different sound, and the choir's like very eloquently in the background singing, and then Bokeem and and Regina King and they're off to the side, like, are we old? Are we old sound? Like, who are we? You know, oh, great. He always transition. was evolving. He was always evolving. That was man. A great. That was great. Just them in there watching this like all white orchestra p- perform. <laughs> but the black choir, <laughs> the black choir is back there with their song books. <laughs> Very, but so, you know. But it is still so funny to see like one of his most clearly his most famous songs, which he won a bunch of Grammys for, and then like to see it in the light of like. Like, oh, he was just doing this, like, sound that was, like, considered, like, a sellout kind of sound. You know what I mean? It's just, like, a funny... It's just, like, it was, like, they they capture that perfectly, you know? Like, the, 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 the different... The dichotomy of it. Yeah, so then we get the falling out. We get the falling out because this is when Harry Lennox steps in and he's a great announcer. He winds up, you know, getting the crowd to calm down because he just knew what had to be done. Ray likes that. But then he starts cracking the whip. You know, he wants to find Bokeem for being late, even though they didn't really, they weren't really starting. They get into a fight. They wind up uh, firing Clifton Powell. Can't believe it. (laughs) Also, what's so crazy about this movie is that Clifton was so good, I can't call him Pinky no more. He's always been, what? Oh, say it like he wasn't that this time. This time he was just like so concerned. It was like I felt so bad for him. And the thing is, I think it was I'm not sure it was it James or Bray. One day I was like, how good of a job they do with the side characters. They built him up just to give him glances throughout this whole movie. Like every time, like when he's in the car, like, hey man, how do you get around so well? Like even he's even polite when he asks. Like, I hate to ask this, but like, how do you get around so well? Like being blind, and like that kind of builds the friendship. Hey man, can you help me inside the restaurant? Like. Come on, man, let me get a picture. When they get married, let me get the picture. Let me get the picture. There's one point when he's like, when he's going to do drugs and the last thing that, that Clifton says to him as he walks away is like, oh, you want me to, want me to fix you a plate? And it's just like this really considerate like moment of like, that means nothing in the grand scheme of things, but it was but such it a does. great little, yeah. It's so beautiful, man. It's so beautiful. <sighs> See, black men know how to love. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. <laughs> He asked him for if he wanted a plate. <laughs> was, that's 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 like that's like seven hugs right there. <laughs> Somebody make you a plate that is real. If your boy's like, hey, hey, you going to the kitchen? Hey, man, without you having to ask, hey, you need some? I'm about to go get some wings and some pizza. <laughs> I got you, bro. That's some real shit. You'd be like, thanks, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's some real shit. 
That's one of those, like, did the, did the white dude write that or did Clifford go, I'm going to ask him if he wants a plate. <laughs> think about it. If you're making a plate, you got to decide how many, like, what's the portions that's going to fit on this plate? We would, we would, what would my man's want on this plate? It r- really communicated a lot, and I'm surprised how much that sticks with me still after watching it. But because James, you know, you, you also just reminded me of Ray Charles cooking in the cooking fried chicken in the oh dark. My yes, goodness. oh my goodness. Yes, why? What would you about cooking in the dark? What are you talking, Miss? <laughs> what difference does it make <laughs> what are you to me? Talking about what difference does it make to me? And he deliberately turned the 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 hot pan towards her. <laughs> oh man! But then was it? And Quincy like, liked the chicken. It was good chicken. Yeah, he was like, "It's good. Just need a little hot sauce." But, like, but also, like Ray, how you? I had so many questions. I'm not gonna. I was like, Ray, how you seasoning that chicken, bro? Was, I was like, damn, is it good? Like, let's... Ray know what he's doing. He can smell it. That's <laughs> he can real. Smell it. That's real. I was like, I was like, bro, like, but the seasonings. The season Another thing that stuck with me too, speaking of his senses and stuff, is the that that CGI hummingbird has stuck with me since uh, since 2004 as well. I mean, truly, it's an incredible moment too. He's like, oh, the hummingbird outside the window, and it's like he's they're not near the window at all, and he and he and then she hears hear it. it. Also, Carrie Washington was fantastic in this movie. There's some scenes that you know, just the scenes of her like you know realizing like this is who he is and like. But at the scene, like closer to the end, where she's like, you know, how's 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 the son? You know, like how's what's his name? He's like, what you knew about that? She's like, yeah, I know about everything. Of course, I I loved oh this. Goodness. I was telling Cat wasn't watching the movie with me. She came in in the middle of it, and like every time something happened, I'd be like, I can't believe this relationship with his wife. Like she was like. She was like, just don't tell me about what's happening on the road. I know everything. And then when the, 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 but then when she died, <laughs> like he knows the, she knows the date. She knows the date the son was born. She knows exactly how old he is. She didn't know he was sending the money though. That's the thing she didn't know. I was like, oh, who? Which is great. I'm like, you know, he had to give something. He had to give something. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? He, Ooh. he apologized. George is, is this, Song of Georgia. Yes, he him being the first person to to the first artist to reject segregated houses. That was huge. That was really cool to 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 see, and the way that that was written as well of him sort of being like he's almost he's walking into the show. (laughs) That guy being like, "See, boy, there's nothing you can do. Nothing anybody can do about it. Just the way things are." Now get your nigga butt out of here, you know? Yeah, and then he he's really like, said all that then, shit like it was like Ray Charles yeah. was about to just accept Ray's that. Like, Ray's like, wait a goddamn minute. What am I doing? Absolutely. You know what? That young man is right. You right. You right. Everybody back Listen, I own bus. my masters. I'm getting his money. <laughs> it's like he knew he was getting his money. He just turned around like a... a I actually am in charge. He let me really. Yeah, like, okay, we are handle this in a sec. Wow. 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 That was incredible. Banned from singing in Georgia. That's, in, that's insane. He was banned for like a, for like a decade. It's a little longer, I think. Yeah. But it's so crazy. If you think about it, like, low key, my family still lives in Georgia. Georgia's still hella racist, bro. Like, I think about like, every time there's a governor race and, you know, they keep changing the map. I'm like, Georgia is the state where you cannot give any person, if they're elderly, you can't give them a chair. If it's hot outside, 
You can't give them water. If you do, you will be arrested. That is Georgia. You ever heard about this? So in the state of Georgia, they changed some of the voter regulations. So like, yeah, so if you vote, like for instance, like my parents' polling place got changed twice and it used to be down the street. You know, my parents are 76, 77. If you gave them water and my stepfather uses a wheelchair, if like in a walker, if you let him sit down, that's arrestable. It's it's crazy. It actually also, it looks like he was banned for almost 20 years. 60, 61 to 79. According to the, the wiki description of the movie, so that those dates could be fudged a little bit, but 61 to 79. I mean, this was beautiful. I don't even know what to say. This movie was beautiful. I loved, like, I don't have anything to say. But I do think going forward, everyone, and it's the thing that's really hard for me about this movie is that a white man directed this movie. The other movie was directed by a, a, a non-white man. And, like, I just, I mean, I'm, yeah, yeah. And I just wish, I don't know if the resources were different. Like, I just don't know what happened. Like, I just. Uh, I, rescind, I rescind that I said that did the white man write this. The black dude definitely was like, the black dude was like, he fixes him a plate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was like, yeah, he put, that, that's that authenticity that we, that, that's what we strive for. But screenplay, it, but it says screenplay by Taylor. He, yes, he, they co-wrote, I guess, a first draft. Hold on, let's see. But I think they like co-wrote a first draft and then, and then, and then the second draft or the, fi- the final on-screen draft. Is Had white. so much, yeah. First draft, early draft, you know what I mean? Whatever the actual numbers is. What a great movie. It's so good. Yeah, I have nothing to say. I mean, it was just... And he won the Oscar for this when he was up against himself that year. Not, I guess, there was supporting actor, though. Supporting. So he was nominated for... But still, that's that thing where people don't know who you're going to vote. You know, you don't know. Yo, he almost did it. Like, he could have been one of the first to do it. Yeah, to be best actor and best supporting actor. Has that ever happened where people have been nominated in both categories before? I believe so. That's got to be like a superlative of some kind or like a, let's see what it says. Or at least I feel like there were definitely times where people were very close to it or like had, do- had done it in like other like Golden Globes and stuff. There is no restriction on a performer winning best actor and best supporting. He's the third male in history. It has not happened yet, though. No one's won it. Oh, yeah. No one's won it. But no one will ever win both nights. And Barry Fitzgerald are the other two actors. That were nominated for Best Actor and Best Supporting at the same time. And actresses, I feel like it's happened. That's Ray. That is that Ray. That is Ray. That's Ray. That is Ray. When he's about to get, when he's about to get, when, you know, when he's about to, when he goes up to the building, he's about to get kicked out of Georgia. I just imagine like when the white dude is like trying to tell him off and like uses the N word. I just imagine like, like, like a basketball just coming and hitting him in the back of the head. And the white man being like, what the fuck? And the white man being like, yo, what the, what the fuck is this? And then it's just, I don't know, it's like, 
Sorry, let me just talk to Hollywood real quick, real quick, Hollywood. Why, then, like, the, the, what then, makes this movie successful is a black man wrote the metal. film, okay? A black man wrote the film, he wrote the film, like, and because look, of that, look, there's all sorts of little touches James, that, are, that are authentic part, to, the, to the culture, James, okay? Part, the man asks him for a break, play, okay? The man asks him for a play. It's a small moment that has a big impact on the storytelling of the relationship between these two black men, okay? And if it talking over me. I don't that. I don't do that. He's wow, cheating. that it's was a, a, a lot. That was a lot. He's cheating. Me. He's cheating. <laughs> you cheated. I just didn't. I didn't cheat. He cheated. You stole, you, <laughs> I don't even do that. I'm gonna start doing also, the swirl then. <laughs> no, James. James, trust me. You don't. You don't want that swirl. All right. No, all right. Do it. Here. All right. It's time for the cause. We rate and review films not based on how much we like them, but whether or not. It, <laughs> Whether or not it helped the cause of leading Gerard black actors just for the, listen- <laughs> for the listeners, Gerard didn't hold up anything. He's just saying the word fist. <laughs> yeah, there's no context to it. Okay, look, this is our rating system. If we think it fully helped the cause, we give it a black fist. Yes, if we think it somewhat helped the cause, we give it a white fist. <laughs> Palm. If we think it didn't help the cause at all, we don't give it anything. I'm not so doing that. Count me so much. I don't know why it's making me laugh. I'm not giving it a palm. He's not Bray's holding up anything. He's just One. saying the word fist. Two. Bray has got a fist already. Three. It's got a fist. All right. Look at that. It looks like oh, Gerard gave it a palm. No, I did. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. I gave it a fist. Because not only to put Jamie Foxx on, it was another premium role for Regina King. It was another premium role for Anjanou. It was another premium role for Kerry Washington. Terrence Howell was in here looking slick and swindling niggas like he always do. So I've never trusted him. Wendu Pierce was in here swindling, but not really swindling. So I don't know how to take him. He wasn't swindling. He was just, he was just like mean. He just like was inconsiderate. (laughs) And Pinky was in here showing range. Okay. Clifton was showing range, so he ain't even picky no more. He like, he black man. Okay, so that's it for me. I Just to piggyback off of what Gerard just said, I forgot to talk about Terrence Howard. When he showed up, I was just like, this dude, I love, I just love him. <laughs> I, I, love really, him I know. So I, li- I know. He was great. <laughs> he was so good. He's like, what's, 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 what's Ray doing up there? Yeah, that's <laughs> He comes in and the the light, the inner life is just so present. Like we just feel like we've known this guy for for decades. He ain't ain't nothing with him, man. Come on, come on, Ray, man. What you doing, Ray, man? I love if you make fun of his accent. Uh, But anyway, yes, I gave it a fit. You know, uh, Jamie Foxx was truly incredible in this. And all of the all of the actors really do tour de force level performances. Regina King, I've already said it. My goodness. And yes, and and everybody, everybody really did a great job in this. I gave it a fist because, I mean, the amount of actors that are in this is insane that we get great performances from. And this definitely helped them all. I mean, this was a huge film. This is one of the five pictures nominated for best film in 2004 that's when you know there were only five remember so it was a much bigger deal (laughs) than it is now it was a much bigger deal (laughs) it it was it was a much bigger deal (laughs) but yeah anyway this this movie's and this movie's fantastic made a bunch of money it's we got uh our second or i guess our third black best 
male actor. Damn, that was also the third one. It was third. It was third. He got it before Forrest because it was it was yes. Yeah. Because he was after Denzel, yeah. So yeah. it was Denzel, yeah. Jamie Ford. It was Sydney. Before that, it was Sydney. Decades prior, and so let was even sadder. I was trying to look up the reason I never found out what the inflation was for the the however much the movie made. Because when I put it in, it said it ended with slave, and I was like, I don't want to know what this is saying. <laughs> uh, you know how like you're typing in on like Google. And it just like auto populates. I was like, what is the conversion? Blah, blah, blah. And it just, at the very end of the sentence, it said S L A V E. I was like, I don't need this. I don't need whatever this is about to say right now. Wait a minute. One of the auto, wait, hold on. Yes, 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 James. One of the autofills is how much did slaves cost? <laughs> is, that, is that what one of the autofills is? What is the internet doing? No, James. <laughs> what, what actually, what it, what it said was, this is. <laughs> This is what a oh my god! This is what a slave will what cost. What a slave will cost today. today. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right, well, I'm so upset. I'm so <laughs> Wait, you can't tell us that and then not say how much it was, though. Right, I didn't. Even, I didn't even. I didn't even look at it because no, like, I didn't even look, look at up it. a headline like that and not say. Yeah, I didn't even look at it? it because you know what it is, Bray. It made me so sad. I wanted to say something earlier. But it took me so off guard because I was like, have niggas been like Googling this? Like it, to be an auto-populated question, people have to look this up. It is that what it is one of those things where you're just like, you're like, I can't believe, I can't even believe that people used to be sold. You put a price on a human life. That's disgusting. That's absolutely insane. He cost three million dollars. Oh, that's not bad. How much he cost? Oh, he he cost he only cost fifteen thousand. I hate <laughs> this. I feel really uncomfortable. I don't like this at all. And it's just and it's just it's just what happened. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I feel uncomfortable hearing what happened. Do you, do you, do you want to know <laughs> James, do you want to know the number for real? You want, yeah, I don't, no, I don't want to know the number. I don't want to know the number. Bray wants to know the number. Bray, you want to know the number? Yeah, I do want to know, actually. James, you want an earmuff or do you want to know the number? Oh, it's going to be really bad, isn't it? It's going to be depressing. No, I might as well listen to it. Let me just make sure I say it right because it's not a lot. It's, oh, this is how much it would be today? Today. So today, a slave would, the, the, the oh God, the value of a slave would be $13,500 in 2020, so going up, it'd probably be like 16. Eh, you might get to like 15 grand. That's that's not good at all. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. That's that because because you had to factor in more than that. You had to factor in the housing of the slave and feeding of the slave. Plus, you had to do what is it? You had to factor in the housing. I hate that I'm doing this. The you factor can't tell in the housing. me that people people have paid more than that for a horse for sure. Okay, you know what? I don't want to talk about this anymore right now. Why did I why did I ask? This is horrible. This is horrible. Did Key and Peel make a did Key and Peel make a sketch about what what was the Key and Peel slave sketch? Yes, they did. It was a it was a shuck and jive uh sketch. It was it, it was, was just it was just about wanting to get picked. They right? wanted to get picked. It wasn't yeah. about yeah, they wanted But it wasn't about how much they cost, right? Yeah, it was like people weren't like even the, like the old people were getting picked, but not them. Yo, that's See, such it's a wild like, it's I think I laughed at that sketch then but it's like i i the, the the sketches with similar games on that show like i liked the mlk versus malcolm x uh the meeting <laughs> sketch where the, like the actors that are playing both characters are like just 
placating to the audience, trying to get <laughs> trying to get a, a rise out of the audience like that. I feel like I can still laugh at that and think about it. But but thinking about the I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what we gain from this, like two slaves trying to out whatever each other shuck and jiving to get picked. I don't know what we gain from get, that. Yeah, we definitely, we definitely didn't gain anything. We didn't anything. gain anything from that. That's for sure. It's supposed to be funny. We didn't gain yeah, that but, damn thing. But is it? Not a I damn guess it's supposed, thing. To, it's supposed to show humans' desires to be picked. Anyway, all right. You can follow us at Black Men Podcast on Twitter yes. and Instagram.com. Yes. <laughs> at Black Men Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Blackmenpodcast.com is our website where you can find links to merchandise like t-shirts and things that are sold via t public you can also find a link to a defunct patreon defunct as in we don't do any more new episodes but there's a year's worth of episodes on there so if you want to subscribe to that five dollars a month unsubscribe whenever you'd like please do that if you rate and review us on itunes and give us five stars we'll read your reviews on the air no one has reviewed us for the new year this is messed up. wow come on it's 2023 baby go ahead and do that please also if you are in los angeles i think this is still coming out in time. We will be performing at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in LA on February 5th at 7 p.m. You can find tickets for that at blackmenpodcast.com. You can uh, watch new episodes of Grownish that I wrote for this season. Season five is coming out. You can follow me at James Third Comedy on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Third is 3RD, jamesthirdcomedy.com. Please donate to my Kickstarter. I believe there is two <laughs> weeks I finally left by the time this episode comes up. Yes, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Hey, James, I'm waiting for checks. Listen, I'm waiting for listen, checks. I really appreciate any any support at all. Share, share it, you know, like it, tell your friends about it. I am now doing the digital issue for six dollars anybody that donated you can get the digital issue for for, for, for six bucks <laughs> brace like why did i donate i should have waited oh, for the price <laughs> after I, no i i wanted the physical no, i wanted you, the physical you, one you got the physical yeah yeah so it's <laughs> on kickstarter you can you can find that link in my bios or in my link tree i am still doing corrupted files for for a couple more weeks here that show is every friday at 6 30 p.m pacific standard time i the last time i talked about this i said the wrong episode that's coming up but this week the episode that's coming up this week i believe is going to be jada kai from the internet she is a uh very talented performer just a very talented internet Wait, the musician performer. no <laughs> not the musician she's found on sites that are not safe for work okay, thank you i was just about to google i was i was just about to google well you're so not at you. work you can google right now um and that's every every friday at 6 30 p.m pacific standard time on the amp app so please uh, listen to that show man i was just about you got to search stuff like that in the in the incognito james i almost put that on my regular <laughs> well i told people not to look oh my goodness you can follow me at drive milligan on twitter and instagram <laughs> If you are in L.A. sometime between February 9th and February 20th, our short film, Mahogany Drive, will be at the Pan-African Film Festival in Baldwin Hills, at the Baldwin Hills Crenshaw Plaza. Um, the schedule isn't up yet, but we should be there. It should be fun. It's going to be black as hell. So that'd be dope. Uh, come hang out. Peace. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production, produced by Melissa D. Montz. 
Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Oh, <coughs> oh,